Hot take. Snoozing is awful. I think we should use accents. <laughs> Spice it up just a little bit. My accents are Hot usually take. like a hybrid What's the best of like way to multiple fix your countries in the morning? together. I'll do Russian. Schlagendagen. <laughs> or German or whatever. Russian, German Schlagendagen. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit do better so together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to, I got this right, week two of Acts of the Church. So glad to have you here on the A Little Better podcast. And uh, Drew, great start last week, great continuation this week. Why don't you give us your sermon in 60 seconds or less? Well, I started with a bang. I gave out some hedonist chocolate, right? Because we <laughs> talked about the disciples were waiting on a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was hard to think of anything else after that chocolate. Ah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just mad I had to give it away. Um, but we talked in the sermon basically what that gift is. And so Jesus described the gift um, before it ever came. And so we looked at Jesus's word describing the role of the Holy Spirit. And so we talked about the Spirit being our guide, convicting us of sin, preaching the gospel to us and never leaving us. And the implications of that thousands of years later is true for us today. We have a guide that God doesn't just, his, his presence doesn't just isn't with us. It lives inside of us and the gravity of that gift. And so we, we talked all about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I often ask, what did you leave on the table? And I'll ask that again, but it's interesting. Again, eight weeks, people are doing the math here. We're on week two. <laughs> we haven't gotten very far in the book of Acts. How are we going to cover this whole thing in eight weeks? And do you feel like you left stuff on the table? Yeah, so we're not going to cover all of Acts. So mm-hmm. change your expectations. <laughs> One, we, you know, we're, we're just looking at the early church. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We didn't even touch really Acts at all. We didn't move a foot this week, right? We, we stayed in Acts. We're still waiting on the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Next week, we're moving a little bit, but not very far because we're mm-hmm. going to spend a lot on the Holy Spirit. So I would say I left on the table a lot of things that are going to be covered next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the hard part is you're, when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, this could be a huge series. Um, right. the, the Spirit of God is such a vital piece in our walk with God, in our um, just how we live as Christians. And so you could easily spend eight, ten, you could write a book. Uh, many people have written a book. And if you want a great book, let me give you a resource. Uh, the Forgotten God by Francis Chan is all on the Holy Spirit. So if you want to dig deeper, I'd encourage you to read that book. Great book. Um, but yeah, left a lot on the table and we'll get into some of it next week, but there's going to be when it comes to the Spirit more that we leave on the table. Yeah. Um, I think maybe some of what was left on the table might have been well, just how do we work this out practically in our sure. lives? I mean, you gave us kind of the theology and the background, the promises uh, that are there, but how practically do we, I, I almost hate to say the word take advantage of, that sounds irreverent, but how do we um, claim the promise practically of yeah. the Holy Spirit? I mean, wow, that, uh, that's a loaded question. So the first practical step we talked, I think, in detail, Paul 
the first practical step is receive the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Through your belief. So mm-hmm. that first step is placing your faith and trust in God. And now, you know, from a biblical perspective, we believe that that's more work on Jesus's part than our part, right? Mm-hmm. That's the drawing of God, him drawing you to himself. Right. Um, but there is a, Paul says, you, you got to believe. And when you believe you're marked by the Holy Spirit, but then practically there's, there's so much to the Holy Spirit from mm-hmm. practically, hey, just just listening. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, to me, I think half the battle is reminding yourself that he is there mm-hmm. um, and actually it, making intentional choices to listen to him. Mm-hmm. How often do we go through life and do we ever like even ask spirit guide me, mm-hmm. right? We sing songs about that all the time. Like spirit lead me where my trust is with, you know, like a huge song about the Holy spirit. But like, do we actually live that, mm-hmm. you know, in our day to day, are we so busy when we make decisions for whatever, where we just stop and, and like consider the Holy spirit? I know I'm so guilty of that. I'm, I'm assuming you are too, oh, right? My goodness. Yeah. And it's just, we're Americans, right? We're yeah. modern Americans. We're we're so busy, which means one, we rely on ourselves, and two, we're crazy busy. So you say, if you want to listen, that's got to be scheduled. You know, you have to have space. You have to have silence so that you can hear. And that's that's I know I don't give that enough. And I think we, because the spirit feels so much like um, not a person, right? Mm-hmm. And even Bailey, who's shout out to Bailey right now, he's producing this podcast first time <laughs> great people. job bailey um he mentioned this in our pre-preaches like you think about the trinity we often think about god the father is like a real person mm. jesus was a real person and mm-hmm. then the spirit is just kind of like this vapor this mist mm. like it's so hard to put like concreteness to him right. but the force I, in star wars exactly <laughs> yeah he is he almost is the force <laughs> in star wars of god yeah. um but he is a real person and he lives in us. And mm-hmm. I, I just think we have to get to the point where like we, we take that serious mm-hmm. where we live by it and we don't downplay. I, I was actually listening to Francis Chan talk about this John 14 and he's like, we can't normalize the Holy spirit. Mm. And I think we've done that. We've normalized the Holy spirit mm-hmm. to be like just another thing. He's mm-hmm. not another thing that God gave you. He is literally God right. living in you. Right. I mean, in the Old Testament, we had the temple. That yep. was the presence of God. The tabernacle moving the wilderness, the temple that Solomon built. And But now, this is entirely new in the New Testament, right? In the Old Testament, you had to, I mean, God might have visited you. You're a prophet, you yep. know, you're a judge or something like that. But but here in the in the New Testament, we get God all the time. That we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So there's millions, you know, of temples yeah. out there of the Holy Spirit, which is a crazy thing uh, to think about. But um, I mean, even on that, Brad, I was watching the Chosen last night, and it was showing the 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 feeding of the five thousand. Mm-hmm. And what what st- stood out to me in in that picture was how desperate people were to be in Jesus's presence, mm-hmm. right? How desperate they were just to get close to Jesus. And that's because the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. wasn't living in people. The gift of the Holy Spirit hadn't come. Now we don't have to somehow like try to find Jesus, right? Jesus mm-hmm. has left. We have the presence right. of God in us. Mm-hmm. 
And people were desperate for that. Even in the Old Testament, they were desperate to get to the temple because that's where God's presence was. Mm -hmm. And we have that presence living in us. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we now aren't desperate for it. We often ignore it or underplay it and devalue it. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting biblical tension there, I think. So again, we will put it in the show notes, but the name of the book is The Forgotten God. Was that the name of it? So, but there is a way in which the Holy Spirit doesn't call attention to himself, that he very much is pointing us to Jesus, is pointing us to the Father, you know, and the rest. So he kind of plays that role, but yet it would be wrong (laughs) to dismiss or ignore. And, And to me, I just look at the apostles, because I see what they looked like before the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, they're scared, they're running, they misunderstand everything, Mm -hmm. right? But then they wait, and when they get the Holy Spirit, suddenly they're preaching and getting it right. You know, they understand it. So um, any other uh, practical way? Well, I guess I had another kind of question is, there might be people listening that say, you know, I'm not sure I've ever felt the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure I even have the Holy Spirit, which really is tied to the question of whether or not you're genuinely saved, right? Because we believe the scripture does teach that when we accept, you know, Christ, when we become a Christian, that is when the gift of the Holy Spirit is made. But what would you say to someone who just says, I'm not sure I have that faith, or I'm I'm not sure I have the Spirit? I mean, if, if you're not sure you have the spirit, I would I would take a real good heart look at my heart first, mm-hmm. right? Like, do I actually believe in Jesus's cross and resurrection? Mm-hmm. And there's two ways to go about that, right? If your answer is no, like, it might be now time to like just get on your knees and confess that with your mouth, believe mm-hmm. that in your heart, right? Like, do mm-hmm. you actually accept Christ as your savior, right? Mm-hmm. If you believe you've done that and mm-hmm. you feel like, oh man. I don't know if I've experienced the Holy Spirit. I would, I, I would say, okay, I think you need to slow down and ask a couple questions, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not experiencing the Holy Spirit because you're choosing to quench, to stifle mm-hmm. him through rebellion against God, right? Through sin. And you're choosing sin. And when you constantly choose sin, that stifles the Holy Spirit. It, it basically yeah. turns the volume down of your radio of his voice in your mm-hmm. life. And so maybe maybe you just simply say this simple prayer, God, I want to hear your spirit's voice. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a powerful prayer. And listen, lean right. in. Don't rush to make decisions. Like just just listen. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're listening to this like audio voice or this like text message that's gonna come in from the Holy Spirit. I just have experienced this in my life. If you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you ask to hear his voice, you will hear it. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned sin. You preached about that, and that just reminded me. But, yeah, that to harbor sin, you know, that secret sin, or it, is it that big a deal or, or whatever? But it's an appropriate prayer to pray, hey, Lord, reveal to me yes. my sin. Yes. I mean, that's I think, comes from, uh, I'm, I don't know if that's Psalm 51. I'm trying to remember, but um, just... We so deceive ourselves, yeah. right? And that's, again, where we need the Holy Spirit to yeah. say, dude, you need someone else telling you um, where you're getting it wrong. But, uh, yeah, and, and that's that's a humbling thing, again, a quiet thing. You know, maybe even 
the Holy Spirit is speaking through brothers and sisters in Christ oh, yeah. too, right? Yep. I mean, they have the Holy the Spirit, Spirit too, right. Yes. right? So God uses us, you know, in community. But those are the things that I always describe it. the Holy Spirit as like a nudger, hmm. and He nudges you. You know, I can think of so many times in my life, right, when I'm at a at a store and the Spirit will nudge me, speak to that person, mm-hmm. right, or pray for that person. Or there's times in, in my life when I'm walking down the wrong path, the nudging of like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had nudges of like the Holy Spirit saying, leave. Mm. You, you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think the Spirit, the more you listen to him, the more you pay attention for him, often what I've found in my life is the louder he gets. Mm-hmm. You obey him, he mm-hmm. speaks. And his, it's not that he's speaking louder, it's that I'm paying attention more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he is a nudger to me. Like, I think that's a beautiful way. He's, he's not out there necessarily like this big bright sign saying, don't go there. But he's that whisper oftentimes in your heart and in your mind that you just sense like something is telling me to do this. Something is telling me not to do this. Something is telling me to go. Something is telling me to speak. Something is telling me to, to care, right? That, that nudging of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think if, if you want to give fuel, you know, to the Holy Spirit, soak yourself in scripture. Yes. Right. Because just, again, we can read scripture, but we will never understand it without the help of the Holy Spirit. We're blind, right? We can't. So we read it. And so Holy Spirit lets us understand it. But once we have that scripture in us, those are promises. Those are, you know, you know, warnings that the Holy Spirit can call to mind that, you know, can make alive, you know, and use for us. So I know, you know, again, and, and you just think about the Holy Spirit all throughout scripture, you know, yeah. right there in the beginning. I, I come back to like that illustration of my dad hunting, right? Think about this. Okay. My dad goes hunting to a place he's never hunted mm-hmm. and he goes out to hunt and he says, Hey, um, thanks for being our guide. You stay here while we go out hunting. <laughs> Right, like we got this. That's how we live, though. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I live so many times. Is I just go throughout life. I got this, God. Mm-hmm. And thanks for your spirit. I appreciate it. It's an awesome gift. But I'll come to him when I really need him. You know, right. it's almost that. Like the spirit is like the emergency plan. Mm-hmm. He's the like, oh crap! If we get if we get caught in danger, we call the Holy Spirit. No, no, that's like a backwards view. The, the spirit is your guide. So mm-hmm. he leads. You don't. You follow. Well, that mistaken view you're mentioning there is we expect the Holy Spirit to serve our aims, our mission, yes. our agenda. And really what we're trying to discern is what is God's will for yes. us, will for the church, for this. And, you know, we can, you know, <laughs> it's not surprising that we set some goals and God frustrates them because they're not the way he wants yeah. us to move. But if we're just calling the Spirit to bail us out, you yeah. know, we get into trouble far better, you know, mm. to, you know, guide our life by that. Um, you mentioned, I think, five things that the Holy Spirit does. I'm looking at my notes here. I think guides, he preaches the gospel, he convicts of sin, he comforts us, and he never leaves us. So of those five things, are there things that um, you think that uh, you rely on more or less or, you know, t- ones you tend to forget or ones you've just 
really had the opportunity to lean into. <laughs> the one that's most evident to me is the conviction of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of many times in my marriage where mm-hmm. I've said something that felt good coming out of my mouth, like, oh, I got Ashley. Yeah. And then like moment later, the spirit's like, hey, you mm-hmm. weren't being a good husband. Yeah, That was hurtful. You need to apologize. Like I can think of so many times in my life where I have chosen to do the wrong thing and the spirit is like, no. Mm-hmm. That is not who you are. That is not what you should choose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me that is the most evident piece of the Holy Spirit in my life. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I'm that good of a sinner, <laughs> you know. Well, um, and we're both talkers, right? Yes. So we rationalize, we talk. We, we, I, I mean, there are times where Cameron just shuts up. Yeah. And she should yep. because I'm not using, I'm using words to win, yes. right? I'm not using yep. words um, to build up. I think uh, comfort is another one. You know, obviously my dad died recently mm -hmm. and I remember in the midst of the pain, like the spirit didn't take my hurt away, Mm -hmm. but I remember feeling a peace Mm -hmm. in the midst of that, that only could come from the spirit Mm -hmm. of like, Hey, this hurts, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just, overwhelming peace, um, joy in, in, in despite circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those would, to me, would be the, the most evident recently in my life. Yeah, I would, I mean, each of those things that you said I was resonating with as well. I too have been, you know, alongside both my mom and dad, you know, as they passed, mm-hmm. you know, into eternity. And, um, you know, God doesn't answer our questions, but, but he weeps, you know, yeah. with us, he's with us. And in some ways, those dark times are very precious because they're to us almost the most real experience of God. Mm. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, being happy and blessed. I mean, that's great. God yeah. gives that to us, you know, a lot, but it really takes like stripping away so much yeah. for us to be able to experience God. I always wonder too, like with the Holy Spirit being our guide, how many times the Spirit guides us to protect us and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Okay, like for example, um, <clears throat> let's just say um, we're getting ready to go somewhere as a family. And for some reason, something happens, right? We're late or whatever. I always wonder, and maybe this is like too hokey pokey, I, listen, I'm a huge believer in the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. like, I think there is some hokey pokiness to it. Like mm-hmm. it, he's the spirit of God. Um, how many times does he like cause us to be late? This is just one example. Because if we were on time, maybe our car would be in the wrong place at the wrong, r- wrong time. Right. right. Like the, just those small things that we, we don't see. Or how many times do we take a different route walking mm-hmm. because he's guiding us to protect us from danger that's there. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just wonder, like, when I get to heaven, will I get to see, like, man, wow, I didn't even know the Spirit of God did that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lamentation says his mercies are new every morning, and that can have all kinds of meanings. One thing is, like, I wake up and I pretty much sin every day, so I need his mercy yeah, yeah. You know, that way. He's always merciful. He never gives me what I deserve. But also, it's just so many, there are things you never understand. Like, you think about buying a house, you know, and you do the research and everything else, but you don't know 
who your neighbors will be. You don't yeah. know what relationships will come about. You don't know. You know, you choose to go to a school and you meet your wife there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, but there's no amount of research that would have figured that out ahead of time. So there are so many things that are outside of our control. Yeah. And to see God, you know, orchestrating and leading, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Would you say, um, as far as your role as a pastor, um, and I, don't, I know that we're talking to a lot of our people, you know, our attenders, but, you know, there's church leaders, you know, who listen as well. Just as we do ministry, I mean, people have significant roles around here. What advice would you have? I mean, what are some of the lessons as a pastor you've learned about the Holy Spirit uh, or ways you've needed to change course? Yeah, I, I mean, I've learned over the course of ministry to be sensitive to him. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that is a huge piece of it is like mm -hmm. a sensitivity that he's there. Mm -hmm. He wants to speak and I have to, to acknowledge him, mm -hmm. be aware of him. Um, and yeah, at times I've felt weird about it mm -hmm. and getting over the weirdness of mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna listen to the spirit of God. What, what does that even mean? Like to, mm -hmm. I, I love the line in in John. I, I don't know if it's 14 or 15, where Jesus says, "The world can't see him." Mm -hmm. And so, at some level, living by the spirit has to be weird. Mm -hmm. It has to be like almost like hokey pokey. I, I don't know a better word to describe it. Like, but the world doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. And so when you live by the spirit, they're going to look at you and be like, you, you're nuts. Mm -hmm. You're crazy. What, what are you talking about? And like, we have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. We like at some level that, that confidence we have that I talk about that swagger, like is the confidence that man, if I pay attention to the spirit, I can't really go wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I got God on my side. He's in me and with me and his presence is, 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 is there. And like, I'm okay being weird as long as I'm leaning on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, oh, I, I think in my years of ministry, um, I'll be honest, I grew up Baptist and Baptists have a good way of like ignoring the Spirit. I'm just mm -hmm. going to call it what it is. Like, just like, hey, yeah, the Spirit's out there, but we don't talk a lot about him mm -hmm. because it can be weird, right? Like next week we're going to talk about gifts. And, and like, we'll explain away a lot of stories too. Exactly. We will, it, yes. Or we'll take credit for the, what the Spirit did. And like he gives gifts. There's like read, read Acts, see what the Spirit did in the disciples and the power he brought. Like think about this. The, the Bible says that the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead his power resides in me. <laughs> that's weird. And that's, I, I don't understand it all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. But like, mm -hmm. I think as I've grown, I've just tried my best to just acknowledge him, try to listen to him and all be, be okay in the weirdness and the, I don't get all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, Drew, listen, you're much younger than me, but you're my pastor. I look up to you. I Thank seriously you. do. And in that, I, you are a model and an encouragement for me. And I love the way you closed, the passion with which you closed your message, because it came from the heart. And if there's one word I'm going to take away from your message, it's swagger. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard that word before, but it's a perfect <laughs> application to what the power of the Holy Spirit should produce in our lives. So listen, we're only 
starting to talk about the Holy Spirit. We'll talk more about the Holy Spirit next week in week three of Acts of the Church. So please join us then. Mm-hmm.